Welcome to Cognizant, hosted by Nikki Treadway of Anchors Away Counseling and Epic Adventures Therapy. Join us every other week for interviews with various professionals, gaining insight into their healing philosophies. Enjoy. On this episode of Cognizant, we have Kristen McCabe, who is a licensed mental health counselor and a yoga instructor. Uh, and in this conversation, Kristen shares her yogi knowledge in regards to trauma. So we have a conversation about trauma-informed yoga, what exactly that is, and why it's really important if you have trauma in your history to seek out trauma-informed environments. Um, we also talk about the benefits of yoga for the mind and the body. Who doesn't love a good yoga session? Enjoy the episode, guys. Kristen, welcome to the Cognizant Podcast. We are so excited to talk about yoga with you today. Thanks, Nikki. I'm glad to be here. This is uh, different than the other episodes we've done because we're going to start talking about yoga and then go into how yoga can help people heal from trauma in their life. So tell us a little bit about uh, your credentials and the exact work that you do with clients. Okay. Um, my credentials are that I'm not only am I a licensed mental health counselor, but I did my first yoga teacher training in 2008 in Chicago. And then in 2016, I did another 200 hour uh, yoga certification. And then uh, I'm also in the middle of getting my 300 hour yoga certification. So um, I'm on a yoga path and I integrate yoga and mental health as well as having used yoga to heal my own um, my own issues and, and, and improve my life. The term yoga, I would assume, is familiar to a lot of people, but if you had to describe what exactly yoga is in a very simple way, how would you describe it? Yoga is literally translates as to yoke. What it really means is to harness the mind and the body and spirit and reconnect them. In, in a general sense, it looks like stretching. It looks like you are doing an exercise, but it's really much more than that. Mm. Um, it's really a, um, meant as a whole body system, a way of integrating everything together. Even as you're talking, I'm thinking about it and moving through it in my mind, and it sounds so wonderful. <laughs> So tell us uh, the impact that yoga has had on your life. I came to yoga really by accident, um, you know, almost 20 years ago, and I was closed out of a different class. And this was at a gym. So I started at just a, a Gold's gym and ended up in a yoga class. And it, it felt so good to me, that, quote, mistake that happened, stumbling into that class that I that I um, I didn't stop from that moment it just kept going and going and going and what I felt was you know I have a history of, of trauma Nikki mm -hmm. and it's from a long time ago and I've done a lot of talk therapy on it and it's you know that trauma kind of helped me become you know a mental health counselor but it also there was still a piece of me that that had not quite healed. And what I realized was that um, there was 
a part of me that part of that trauma is kind of stored in the body as an involuntary or unconscious response to things. And so it's it's not something that you can kind of control with words. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's what I found when I went to yoga. I found that I that I could feel calmer and more relaxed in my body and more uh, in tune with myself. And and so that had a profound impact that just had me practicing yoga more and then wanting to be a yoga teacher. Yeah, this idea that trauma is stored in the body, I would like to talk a little more on that. Anyone in the field knows that the body keeps score, right? That's a... Mm -hmm. A book, but also a popular phrase. Uh, Bessel van der Kolk has been really outspoken about how yoga helps the body respond to trauma, and that was a huge shift in our field. So let's talk a little bit about the way trauma is stored in the body and how yoga can help that. There are a lot of different components of yoga. So often we think of yoga as just stretching, but it's it's more than that. We're we're moving with breath that increases our awareness. So one of the first components that yoga can do is it helps you to have more awareness of how you feel about things, noticing whether or not that your stomach hurts or noticing whether or not you're feeling anxious or noticing. Um, so it's just about increasing your ability to to be mindful about how you feel and awareness is one of the first things that you could that you have to have in order to change anything to change how you respond to things since in my case for example traumatic responses on involuntary that you have to feel that you can control that response and 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 to to control it you have to know it's there you have to know it's happening um, so yoga played a big role in, in increasing awareness. Um, the other factor is that a lot of the studies that are out there are about how yoga connects uh, parts of your brain. So, so a lot of issues like trauma can cause actual deficits in the brain, you know, a disconnection. And so what it does is it starts to open up those neural pathways. It sort of reconnects your brain. So when, they're, when we're doing certain movements, for example, or when we're harnessing our breath, we're actually encouraging increased brain function, increased uh, endorphins, you know, different functions in our brain chemistry. Strengthening neuropathways. Yes. In a way that you can't do through talk therapy. Right. I like what you said about the awareness right and we don't know that until we get into our bodies and we start creating that gentle movement Uh, when we're sitting in a room across from our clients we can look at them and watch kind of their nervous system start to bubble up like we watch the trauma move through them but really they just sit with that on the couch and a lot of times they're not aware of that I could see where utilizing yoga and movement can help them work that out and become more aware of it oh absolutely I know when I first started yoga, there are certain things like, so you you were talking about everything being stored in the body. So for example, often for women, it can be stored in the hips. And I got into, early on in my practice, I got into a pigeon pose and tears just started flowing. I wasn't thinking anything sad. It was like truly a release of just something that was happening and stored in my body. 
and you know it was through the gentle guidance of a of a teacher that was sort of you know very knowledgeable that you know kind of checking on me but not pushing anything um to just make sure that I was okay and kind of encourage me to accept whatever was bubbling up mm-hmm. because in yoga things can just bubble up feelings can bubble up and releases can happen I will contribute to that in my own yoga practice I often identify it as emotional and mm-hmm. I find that when I am in say a general yoga class and I feel that uh, bubbling of those emotions come out through the various poses and movements I often struggle with releasing them not knowing if it's a safe environment versus when I'm affiliated with a trauma-informed environment it feels much safer to allow that release to happen when the emotions come through and I, I think it's important that you're mentioning that and it's you know there are programs out there that try to teach yoga teachers how to be a, a trauma-informed teacher um, there are a lot of people being recommended to take yoga by their doctors by their therapists mm-hmm. and you could end up in like I did at a yoga class in the gym and they may or may not be trauma-informed and so one of the things that I would recommend is to is is to kind of be aware of that if you know that's you if you know that you have trauma and you've been recommended to go to to yoga that 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 you let your teacher know that you don't want to be touched because touch is part of adjustments in in a yoga class and in a in a trauma-informed class you would be for example I teach trauma-informed classes for not only for people but I also teach teachers how not to touch people how not to come up behind people to startle them because that's part of the symptoms of a traumatic response, mm-hmm. um, not calling people out, and there there are certain things that, as a as a consumer of yoga, that you might want to be able to feel comfortable enough with a teacher to be able to say, "I don't want that. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Please, please don't touch me or don't do that to me." So, what are some of the other differences between a general yoga class and a trauma-informed yoga class? A trauma-informed class is is going to recognize that some of the things that I've talked about that that we that we're not going to that we're going to adjust people with words, not with a touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we're not going to come up behind people because we understand that that would cause a startle reflex. Not gonna, you, you wouldn't want to call someone out um, because there is such shame in trauma mm. that if you draw, mm-hmm. like sometimes I've seen t- yoga teachers yell to someone, hey, pull your knee this way and call them out by their name, you know, and that for someone with trauma, that could be highly embarrassing. Mm. So, so using other tools and other ways to help people have better alignment or safe alignment um, or just not to worry about that. The other thing is to make sure that that a teacher would would show a modification and then adapt that modification themselves and the reason I say that is because it's sometimes so hard for someone with trauma to speak up and to be that one person who's not doing the pose the right way and there and the reality is there is no right way 
So a trauma-informed teacher, and really a teacher who's adhering to the principles of yoga, would be encouraging everybody to be mindful of their own body and not to be injuring themselves you know, to please anybody else or to fit in with the class. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem for people with trauma is often, you know, not wanting or not feeling comfortable saying, I can't do that. Uh, because in my own case, for example, you know, not wanting to draw attention to myself. How right. can you be invisible if you're saying, I can't do that, you right. need to help me, come mm -hmm. over here and show me how to do it a different way. So, uh, so people will end up getting hurt physically. Right. And so we want to make sure that, that people have, that teachers have that understanding. There are different yeah. aspects of that. And I would also add that possibly in a trauma-informed yoga environment, there will be a lot of respect given to the experiences walking into the room mm -hmm. as far as understanding that emotions may be arising. And there are certain poses that may be more triggering and that we're allowed to have that exploration in this in this space. Absolutely. Right. And just and being it's sort of educational at the top end of right. the class where you might explain that. Okay. That makes sense. Like we were acknowledging the past that we're bringing into the room with us in this moment and the way that it's working through our bodies and trying to normalize that. In regular yoga you see some of that sometimes, but trauma informed gives it much more respect. Absolutely. And, um, you know, there are certain places that will have trauma-informed classes. Um, I'm not really aware of where those are now in our area, but for example, um, I purchased a book when I was at a conference published by people that developed a whole center for that. Okay. You know, that's up wow. in Massachusetts. So it, it, it does exist, and so... Yeah. Um, Part of it is connecting yourself to that if that interests you, if you think you need that. Sure. So let's talk about um, how we integrate this into a treatment for trauma, right? So we, we're using trauma in a very general sense right now, I think intentionally, because that can look different mm -hmm. per every person, right? And we want to introduce this idea that yoga can be a treatment modality or at least a healing modality for individuals with trauma. So... Talk to us about what that could possibly look like. Do you see yoga as supplemental to talk therapy? Do you think something like yoga alone could be in and of itself healing without the reflective cognitive piece? What are your thoughts on that? I think everybody is different, number one. I, I think in my own case, I needed both. Um, and that's probably what I would recommend mm -hmm. is to do both because I think that part of it is is that um, when things bubble up in yoga it's nice to be able to go back to a talk therapist and say this is what bubbled up for me mm. um, you know I thought I was really much more healed and and somebody could be nervous about that like wow I thought I had made so much progress why was I laying there on my mat crying yeah. you know and and to be reassured that that's all part of a healing process mm -hmm. um, that you know that we want to have those releases and and that uh, then that sometimes we can be fearful that we've bubbled up that way 
and at least I speak for myself, mm -hmm. you know, that I could, that in my past I was stunned by the level of feeling that I had. And, and it reminded, it, talk therapy reminds me that, that that's all part of the process. Okay. So it's helping you make sense mm -hmm. of what your body was experiencing and normalizing it for you. Yes. Again, that extra barrier of safety, you know, that you're okay and this is all right, and which is really important message to be receiving when you're working through your trauma. Absolutely. I will agree with that, that in the work that I do with clients, uh, speaking of kind of the opposite spectrum, is clients who utilize talk therapy without any work on the body. And so I can see therapy getting very stall or plateauing without that additional yoga component. I'm often having that conversation with clients that, you know, you're doing really great reflective and cognitive work and making a lot of significant behavioral changes, but you want to give your body the opportunity to do its own work um, through yoga. And so then having that person then engage in something somatic, such as trauma-informed trauma yoga, and then kind of coming back into our therapeutic space introduces whole new sensations and perspective to talk about. Yes, absolutely. So training, right? Um, several times you've mentioned the importance of the trauma-informed piece. What does that look like for yoga teachers? I mean, you're a licensed therapist who's doing yoga, which is a beautiful combination. Um, do you have to be a licensed therapist to practice trauma-informed language? Talk to us about some credentials that are acknowledged or required to treat trauma with yoga. Uh, well, first of all, I don't think that there's any credential that you have to have. I think that most people with trauma are just, just ending up in a yoga class that's near them. And I think that part of it is just deciding for yourself if a class feels safe. Mm. And I would encourage anybody to explore if one class doesn't feel right to you, then another class might. Each teacher is so different. Now there are trainings, so there is this new thing. It's growing. That's part of what I do. I teach tra a trauma-informed module as part of a 200-hour yoga teacher training up at the Akashi School of Yoga in Sebastian. And so part of it is an awareness that we're having that teachers do need to know this because of the amount of people that are ending mm. up in classes. Okay. Um, one of the things that we're hoping to develop in the future is more of a certification. Yes. Certifications do exist. I think there is uh, I know in Florida there's someone, I think Terry Cooper down at 305 Yoga mm -hmm. uh, has a certification in, and I think it's a weekend-long training for, for teachers to be able to become a trauma-informed teacher. And I know up at, at Kashi School of Yoga, we're looking to develop that. As far as from the, from the consumer aspect, if you're looking for a trauma-informed class, I myself offer privates right now uh, so I'm I'm open to doing that but certainly to your question no while it's a bonus to be a mental health counselor there are there is no regulation okay. on that I would imagine the best source for someone would be to connect with a therapist who maybe believes in the idea of yoga and healing trauma and using that therapist to help connect them to local resources yes I think that's a good idea I mean, as I've mentioned before, we've known that 
these somatic experiences such as yoga and movement have been helpful at healing the body with trauma, but you're seeing it happen a lot more. You're seeing it yes. show up in research on a global scale, which has been really validating for those of us who have been seeing it in our clients for a while. And I think that's, you know, that's really important that you're mentioning it, that science is beginning to document what, like yoga is thousands of years old. And I think that it, it had been looked at as this, you know, this, oh, well, it's an exercise or it's this odd thing over there. But the reality is, is that science is now catching up mm -hmm. and beginning to prove through the work of like Bessel van der Kolk, as you mm -hmm. mentioned, and also Peter Levine, these different researchers that are now like producing evidence that it, that it does help people feel calmer and feel more in their bodies, mm. you know, and, th and then that's what everybody wants. And even if, you know, even if, you know, the trauma that you experienced wasn't that great, but you just need to, to be able to, to, to feel calmer. Yes. Some people just run on, you know, a higher level of anxiety in general. You know, it's, it's just a nice outlet um, to be able to slow the body down, to slow the mind down, you know, and some people will, will say, well, I, I, my mind is so busy and that this is uh, helpful for trying to be able to, to, to bring a little bit of, of peace and calm to the mind. Yeah. I want to touch on a couple more things. Uh, two words that my clients hear me say a lot are regulation and association. And yoga encompasses both of those, right? Mm -hmm. It is very regulating. You're moving in rhythms. You're moving, moving in patterns. Uh, your breath is being forced to regulate in these moments, which can bring up a lot in the body. And uh, anyone who works with people who have experienced trauma will know that uh, disassociating is something that happens, right? The, mm -hmm. the mind exists separate from the body sometimes. And uh, you'll watch bodies move in certain ways or do certain things, and the client may or may not be consciously aware of them. And yoga is an example of a way to close that gap because you are being very intentional with your body and checking in with your body and moving your body. And it sounds very simple, but it is very powerful for someone who stays in a dissociated state throughout the day. And I think that's what can bring up some of those emotions is that maybe for the first time you're checking in with your body going, oh my gosh, you know, like, wow, I really feel this in my stomach or my chest is pounding and tight. And the more I breathe, the more that that's opening. And now all of a sudden these flood of, of emotions are kind of coming up for me. And that is really powerful for someone who is holding that trauma in their bodies. Absolutely. Um, that reconnection um, you know, whether, whether you're dissociating or whether you're just highly irritable all the time, you know, what, in, in whatever way that you're kind of reacting to your environment, um, that yoga provides an ability to either help you connect and reconnect to yourself and your body, to your authentic self, mm -hmm. um, which often in trauma, for example, we, 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 we lose contact with. We lose contact we with our body, we divorce our body, we divorce what's important to us um, in many cases because we had to, to survive. So um, it's, a, it's about retraining ourselves and reconnecting. And it's really a beautiful practice. I know it has saved 
uh, saved my life in a sense, just really drawing me in, in, into a much more healed state. Yeah. Uh, the integration of the talk therapy and my, my yeah. years of yoga. You know, uh, I think there, in a very simple way, there is something to be said about being barefoot mm. in yoga. Kristen and I mm. were talking a little bit about the importance of connecting with the earth. Um, and this isn't the exact same conversation, but it's similar, right? Like taking off your shoes. If anybody's ever been in a yoga studio, which I think most people have to some degree, a lot of us, the first recognition and awareness that we have is crossing the threshold into the studio. Mm. You know, walking into yeah. that space and we all we feel the energy downshift. We notice that I've crossed the threshold and I'm entering into the sacred space of quiet and self-reflection. And that is usually followed or immediately preceded by taking off your shoes. So you're walking in already with a more authentic version of yourself, right? There's something about the removal of the shoes that feels... <laughs> Uh, vulnerable yeah. and exposing, which are scary words when we're dealing with trauma, but are, we all are also necessary for the healing component. So those are two very simple things, but even that in of itself, you could see where that would connect someone to this uh, really important growth space. Absolutely. And I really love the visual of crossing that threshold, yeah. you know, and how, how awkward that can feel when you're new, mm -hmm. you know, and how it does take a lot of courage to kind of um, take the recommendation of your therapist and go to a yoga class and, and cross that threshold mm. and be vulnerable and be the new person. Um, sometimes people will say like, well, I can't do that. You know, I'm not flexible. And that's not really what it's about. I mean, it's about um, just people learn to be flexible. Everybody, right. everybody comes in the way they are, mm -hmm. and there's a certain amount of acceptance for how for how you are. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up the interview, Kristen, any other additional resources that you would like to share with anyone who is listening? If you have interest in private yoga sessions with me, you can, you can email me, kmccabe501 at gmail.com. And then I think the only other suggestions that I would, would say is getting involved in yoga is, a, is an amazing healing modality. And being able to communicate with, with a teacher in a studio close to you uh, might take courage, but I want to encourage you know anyone that is looking for that to take that chance and try to and try to connect and and communicate what you need uh, to your yoga teacher and and see if you can um, embrace that. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for chatting with us and sharing your expertise. I think there's a lot of good stuff that you just shared, and I really appreciate you being here. Well, thanks, Nikki. I appreciate you inviting me.